Welcome to the Marketplace Movement, where our vision is to reach, enhance, and advance lives. This week, we are on part 10 of the Cost of God's Will series. Today, we will learn the purpose of closing the door. So as always, please grab your notebook and your Bible and join us in the year of again. The Lord loves us enough to break chains off of us that we put on ourselves. Some of the chains that we're singing about are not chains that the enemy put on us. Some of the chains that we have or that we continue to struggle with are chains that we put on ourselves. Lord, I thank you for being a chain breaker. All right, we're going to get into the word of the Lord. Anybody prepared for the word of the Lord this morning? Anybody prepared for the word of the Lord on this morning? It's my honor and privilege to see you here. Grateful for your presence. For all of our visitors who are in the room, we welcome you to the marketplace. We hope time of worship has been fruitful for you. Let's get our notebooks out, our Bibles prepared. Go ahead and turn to the book of 2 Kings, please. This is the last Sunday of 2018. It's funny because time flies. And the Lord has given me some very specific things to say to all of you over the course of our last two services of the year, today, tomorrow, evening. Things that um, have been challenging me in the best ways possible. Now the scripture says a fool hates correction. So I'm grateful that God has been shoring us up in some areas. Amen. Also, I have learned to also be grateful just to hear his voice. Because you'll mess around and miss correction when you don't hear nothing. Amen. So we've been talking about the cost of God's will over the last several weeks. All the bills we must pay. All the work that must be done. And today... I'll tell you what to title your paper in a minute, but I need all of you to make yourselves a promise. I don't want you to wait until New Year's Eve to do it. I need you to make a promise moving forward that in your life there's going to be no more interference. 
I, I, I literally need you to tell yourself, you know what? No more interference from anybody. <laughs> That's another way of putting it. <laughs> no more interference from anybody or anything, including myself. Amen. I just, when I said that, I saw one of my elders. <laughs> I ain't going to say who it was, but I, I heard you. <laughs> and they said, no more foolishness. That's, that's another way of putting it. No more interference. Say no more interference. Come on, say no more interference. I was in prayer this week, and I'm going through in my mind. I'm like, all right, Lord, you know, what do you want me to say? What do you want me to say? How do you want me to close this year? It's the last Sunday. You know everybody's going to, you know, tomorrow they're going to rhyme. <laughs> tomorrow they're going to rhyme. And today, you know, it's going to be hype service. I feel, I feel some type of way about this service. It really doesn't matter to me whether or not we dance or run. Um, but I was praying. I said, all right, God, what do you want me to say? And he said, I want you to tell God's people, this is going to be prophetic for those of you who want to hear it. He said, tell them it's time to close the door. And so, you know me, let me, let me teach y'all something about the prophetic words. When God gives you a prophetic word, the worst thing you can do is start moving before you ask questions. Y'all didn't hear me. Worst thing you can do is take off on a word before you've got the details. So Deacon Sanders, the Lord said, tell them it's time to close the door. So I'm ready to go. And he said, hold on, hold on, hold on. Because see, when I hear especially with some of the things that I've been going through over the last several weeks. I heard time to close the door, and I immediately went, cool, all right. So what you're telling me is to shut the door on them and them. Y'all, that because anybody felt like you've been under siege for the last, I was going to say weeks, months. Some of us felt like you've been under siege all year. And so, and, and so I first received the word and I wanted to approach it from the perspective of walking away from some things, you know, and God was like, no, 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 no. That's not what I want you to say because I keep hearing people say things like, you know, 2019 going to be different. And what they're saying is they won't change or, you know, 2019 is going to be my year of increase. Well, you don't have increased habits. You don't have changed behaviors. 2000, 2019 going to be my year of victory. But you keep thinking in a defeated mindset. 2019 going to be my year of deliverance. And, and, and as I was listening to all of this, and today and tomorrow going to kind of go together because tomorrow's equally as uncomfortable. But God kept saying to me, tell the people it's time to close the door. 
And it's funny, people of God, because the text that he sent me to is in 2 Kings chapter 4. 2 Kings chapter 4. And, and as I start digging into this closed door, you know, I'm, I'm normally a very verbose preparer and I'm studying and getting a lot of stuff in my head and I had all of these texts that I was going to go on and I was going to start in Genesis and I was going to go to Kings and I was going to walk down through Kings and the Lord was like, mm-mm, nope, just that one. But, but, but Lord, I have some other things I want to say. I'm, you know, I'm going to start the, at the first closed door. You know, I, I want to deal with the first closed door. I, I want to go way back. He says, no, 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 no. Oh, that's not what I, just this one. Second Kings chapter four. I want you to deal with this woman. I need you to deal with this woman who found herself in one of the most dire circumstances that you can find yourself in. Second Kings chapter four, verse one. Now a certain woman of the wives of the sons of the prophets cried out to Elisha, your servant, my husband is dead. You know that your servant feared the Lord and the creditor has come to take my two children to be slaves. Stop. I've read this text so many times and I, Terry, I had missed something. Your servant, my husband. I don't know how I'd overlook your servant, my husband. That's profound in the text because she goes to Elijah, which would have been, watch this, the teacher, the trainer, the overseer, the bishop, the oversight, the covering of her husband. In other words, we're dealing with a woman who had, who was married to a man of God. She wasn't married to just any old body. She was married to a prophet. Come on now. And, and, and this very man that she's married to, you don't see no drama here. You don't see no issues here. Matter of fact, she said he feared the Lord. Sometimes, people of God, we start looking at the things we're going through and you start looking for sin. Sometimes you can find yourself in a circumstance and sin ain't got nothing to do with it. My husband, a man of God, who feared the Lord is dead and I can't pay my bills. Stop judging people. Help me, Holy Spirit. Stop looking down your nose at people assuming what their circumstance is just because they have found themselves in a bad circumstance. What she said to the man of God is the breadwinner is dead and the creditor is coming. We had bills when he died. Come on, anybody. Oh, come on here. There's some people in this room that this could be you. We had some bills due. My man was paying the bills, handling his business. He died. This is Old Testament Judaism. She couldn't work. It was against the law. He's doing what he was supposed to do. He's a man of God. He's a man full of faith. You know he feared the Lord. He's gone and the creditors are going to come get my kids. Are y'all here? I got these two kids, the creditors are going to come get them. I don't know what to do. Elijah, what's going on? And I want you to understand he, his response. Because it's the response that starts blessing me. Elijah said to her, what shall I do for you? Tell me, 
What do you have in the house? Ooh-wee. She said, your maidservant has nothing in the house except. Except a jar of oil. I got four things I need to tell us today as I work through this passage. Four things that all go around, go around closing this door and eliminating interference. Number one, if you really want some victory this year, some deliverance, some breakthrough, number one, make your request. I want you to notice, everything's all bad. She comes to him, hey, Elijah, yes, it's all bad. This is going on. That's going on. And he says to her, Some, somebody would have been cruel, but, but I appreciate I got some friends in my life that, that treat me like this. Watch this. What do you want? <laughs> y'all missed it. Y'all, y'all, y'all missed it. This is bad. And this is bad. And this is bad. And this is bad. What do you want? You see, I'm trying to get somebody delivered this morning. (laughs) What you want? See, y'all. See, this is why some of us stay bound all year. Because God has been asking you all year, just tell me what you want. You came to me telling me it was bad. I know it's bad. You came to me telling you you were down. I know you're down. You came to me telling you you broke. I know you broke. You came to me telling you he did this, she did that. I know all of that. What do you want? Okay, y'all. The Bible says, I feel like crying. The Bible says, be anxious, but in everything by prayer and petition or supplication with thanksgiving. Okay, stop, stop, stop. Slow down, slow down. I got to teach today. Prayer and, prayer and. Your prayer and your request are not the same thing. To pray is to communicate. Oh, y'all with me here. You can pay, pray a whole prayer and ain't ask nothing yet. He says with prayer and petition. You got to pray and ask. Make your request be made known unto the Lord. And then the peace of God. See, see, watch this. Some of us not walking in peace because you ain't asked for nothing yet. Help me, spirit. So she said, he says, all right, cool. Creditors coming to get my kids. True. Husband dead. True. What do you want? Then he says, all right, maybe, maybe you're not going to be able to ask that question. Here's the one I like, Elder Deborah. What's in your house? What do you have? Because you come to me with a problem that you might already have the solution for. See, let me, let me tell y'all, everybody that got all offended when you shouldn't have been offended, you should have been listening this year. Y'all frustrated because somebody's trying to help you out. Come on now, this year God put people in your face that could help you, that could pull you out, but you was busy telling them you knew everything. Oh, I'm going to give you the word of the Lord today. I don't need this and I don't need that. And you closed your ear and you find yourself at the end of the year just as toe up as you were when the year started. He says, what is in your house? What do you already have? You coming to me like I'm about to give you something new and I'm about to reveal what you already have. See, some of us talking about 2019 going to be my year of new things. God's like, no, no, no. No, because you ain't even been a good steward over the old things that you didn't deserve. 
I gave you some old stuff in 2018 and you didn't deserve that. You haven't been a good steward over that. Why you want me to get, oh, y'all, 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 y'all. That's like asking for cake when you ain't ate the vegetables. Y'all didn't have parents like mine. Mama, can I have a piece of pie? No, you may not. Yeah, I hear you. You can't have that. Why? Why can't I have it? Watch this. It's not that I'm withholding it from you because you can have it eventually. I'm withholding it for, from you because you haven't handled the prerequisites to receive this particular blessing. Come on here. Some of us are trying to skip classes, but you don't even have the skill of the one-on-one courses. Okay, I'm going I'm to say that. Yes, I am. You're trying to skip classes. You're trying to skip classes. You haven't learned to be a good girl, let alone a good woman, let alone a good wife. Why in the world are you trying to skip classes? You're not a good boy. And if you ain't a good boy, you can't be a good man. And if you ain't a good man, you ain't ready to be a good husband. You're trying to skip classes. You think just because you got testosterone, you ready. Hormones, hormones raging and you talking about you ready. Your hormones are not your right to be married. Okay. Mm -hmm. Matter of fact, some of us got married over hormones, and now God is holding you accountable to your vow. Yeah, never mind. Never mind. Oh, yeah, we're going to get victory in this room on tonight. See, because you done figured out that this ain't no play toy. Amen. Two people. So the first, amen. So the first thing I got to do is make my request. Say, make your request. So I want you to look at this. Verse 2. What shall I do for you? Tell me what do you have in the house? She said, your maidservant has nothing in the house. And she said, well, except. I do have. I do have a jar of oil. I ain't got, I ain't got a lot. But I do have, now I don't know, you know, oil during this time would have been used for various things. The oil would have been used to light the house. The oil would have been used to cook. The oil could have been used for medicinal purposes. The oil would have been used to anoint. And she said, all I got is a jar. It's not like I can sell this jar. You know, they would buy and trade. They would barter. You know, selling this jar is not going to do it. I got a jar. I got, I got this one little small vessel. This is all that I have. And see, watch this. Some of us, some of us are, are willing to walk out on some things because we don't think that what we're walking out of is worth it. Notice, notice she almost discounted what she did have. She came to somebody else talking about, you do something about it because what I do have is not enough. Who said? Who said that you don't already have everything you need? Who said? Who told you it wasn't enough? You? Your emotions? Who told you you weren't blessed and highly favored? Who told you that you weren't the head and not to? Who told you that? You on a bad day when you were listening to people who don't want to see you blessed in the first place? At the end of the day, every time I find somebody who starts talking about what they don't have, I always encourage them, go look at some people who really ain't got nothing. Yeah. You, you talking about what you ain't got? Go, go holler at some folk 
who really ain't got nothing, who went, right, I'm coming to that in a minute, who went, took an old tire, cut off a piece, put it under their foot, got some rope and wrapped it around and said that was their shoe. You decided this morning which pair of the multiple colors of the same shoe you wanted to put. You tell my Lord, I'm waiting on something new. The Lord's like hypocrite. Amen. Amen. We are blessed. We are blessed. That's how all I got is this jar of oil. I, I don't have much, but this comes to my second point. My first one was make your request. Here's, here's where things get interesting. Number two, I'm trying to get to my point. Number two, maximize your faith. Write that down. Maximize, maximize, maximize your faith. I, I, I'm going to challenge somebody moving forward. Don't wait till January 1st. Start today. Maximize, maximize. See, the Lord's been on me about some things that he told me to do, mm-hmm. and, and, and I put them on a schedule. See, y'all, see, I don't have no problem talking about me. Y'all looking at me real funny. So he told me to do something, and I scheduled his will. And and watch this. I didn't schedule his will out of laziness. I scheduled his will because I was telling God when I was going to be ready based upon all of the things that I thought was necessary. Okay, Lord, okay, Lord, I hear you. I'll do that once. These things come into place. The Lord was like, hold on, hold on, hold on. I didn't ask you. See, I need you to move and watch me bless. Right? And some of us, right, says, she, so, so, so she says, she says, all I got is a jar of oil. Look at verse three. He said, all right, go borrow vessels, not oil. You got the oil. The problem, oh yes, I heard that. The problem is not the oil. The problem is you don't have enough vessels to... Con- you got plenty oil. You just got your, your... Watch this. You have your oil contained in too small of a container. Okay, okay, okay. See, that's, see that's, that's, elder, that's not the problem. The problem was never the oil. The problem was always that you had your oil in a container that was too small. Okay, here we go. Here we go. The problem is not where you live. It's the fact that you keep talking to people who got too small of an idea about what you can do to get out of that. The problem is not where you work. The problem is you keep talking to other people who are so disenchanted with where they work that you have a mentality that all you ever going to be is what you have seen. The problem is not the oil. It is the jar that you have put the oil in. Listen, there are some small-minded people who have been in your ear all year but I rebuke that spirit the problem is not the oil you think you need new oil no it ain't the oil that you need and let me say this before somebody misunderstands he never told her to get rid of the original vessel he said go get some more see see this is about expansion not elimination okay okay I'm gonna I'm gonna preach till it break through this is about expansion see that's where we have messed up always trying to get rid of something to get something new you better learn to build come on now you better learn to add on you better learn to say alright we about to build this thing we gonna start here put another brick on and another brick on see he didn't say get rid of the original vessel Everybody always, I don't need this no more. According to who? This one's better. According to who? 
Some of us aren't prepared for the maturity required for more. Amen. Amen. I talk about it all the time. I hear all these people talking about, I can't wait till I get this car. And I start asking them, have you checked the maintenance? I have no problem with your desire. I have a problem with your readiness. Have you checked the maintenance of what you want? Do you know how much an oil change costs? <laughs> huh? How much the tires for that joker? Because don't think that the tires going to roll forever. Huh? Huh? You know, I, I, talk, I talk about my Mercedes all the time. And I talk about how expensive that thing was. And every time I took it in, and, and watch this, I, I wasn't really thinking. I wasn't really thinking. So I traded the Mercedes on a Chrysler thinking, oh, that'll do it. They're owned by the same company. <laughs> Daimler owned them both. The Chrysler Pacifica is an R-Class with different panels on it. All the parts is pretty much the same. Y'all not in here. So I looked at it, Deacon Sanders, and the first time I had to replace a tire, I said, why didn't I look and see that these tires are 19 inches? <laughs> Who makes a 19-inch tire? The 20s would have been cheaper. So here it is. Watch this. Many of us aren't prepared to take care of what we've been praying for. Watch this. And when we figure out how much it costs, we're ready to trade it in. You're still responsible for the payments of what you signed for, regardless of the fact that you have figured out that you're immature. Okay, okay. Let me come back. Somebody say, maximize your faith. So her situation is bleak. Creditors are coming. Her resources are few. She has one jar of oil. She was not empty-handed. I need you to tell yourself. Say, self. Come on, say self. I am not empty-handed. Say it again. Self. I am not empty-handed. See, y'all not with me. One more time. Say self. I am not empty-handed. That means I do not want you walking around with your head down, sitting around talking about some woe is me. This is not the woe is me time. You need to get some people in your life that will not let you walk around like who done it and what for. You need to walk around with your head up like, look, I might have a little bit, but the little bit that I got, I'm about to make this thing work. See, y'all ain't got no, come on now. My grandmother would go into a kitchen where it looked like nothing in the refrigerator. And before you know it, dishes was coming. Y'all don't in here. I go in the refrigerator, granny. Yeah, baby, I'm hungry. She said, get you something out that refrigerator. I don't see nothing. You don't see nothing. I don't see nothing in here, Grandma. Boy, come in here, sit down. You don't know what you're looking for. I go in there and sit down. I'll be sitting up there just quiet. Next thing I know, I hear stuff clanking. Come on in here, get some tea. Come on in here, get some tea. Sound, sound, sound. Now, where you find all this? What is going on? I didn't see none of this in here. We got black eyed peas and rice and cornbread, and you done mess around and fix. Where these neck bones come from? Yeah, yeah, that's good eating. Y'all don't know nothing about this. So we, we got neck bones, black eyed peas, rice with some gravy and some cornbread. She done reached in, and all of that was already there. See, the problem wasn't the oil, the problem was the skill set. 
I didn't know what to do with what I could see with my eyes. It wasn't that we didn't have nothing to eat. It was that I couldn't see what was already available. Be careful because the devil already knows. Listen, if you think the enemy been coming against you, it's because sometimes, watch this, the devil has such a track record that he knows the potential that you don't even know you have. The devil's sitting up there going, oh, I know what you can make with that, but I ain't saying nothing. I know what you can do. Oh, come on, here. Other day the family got together. The other day the family got together. Granny, when the family was together and we was trying to teach the young, the young bucks, we was trying to teach them how to play spades. We was trying to teach them because you got to train them up, right? And we was trying to teach them. We was trying to teach them how to play spades. Somebody going to get mad. They super deep. And I was trying to teach them. We was training them up, right? And so they was looking at their hands and they didn't know how to be it. They didn't know how to be it. And so we sitting up there looking at their hands and they going, mm, I ain't got nothing. You got my five books. The problem wasn't the hand. The problem was the skill set. Come on now. And watch this. You're going to mess around and be mad when somebody take a hand you threw out and make something out of that joker. Come on now. The problem is not the oil. She, she sits there. Now here's the maximize your faith part. Go get vessels. Go get vessels. Y'all see that? Now watch this. Go borrow vessels. At large for yourselves from all your neighbors, empty vessels. Here's my part I like. Don't get a few now. Y'all, she still didn't know what the miracle was going to be. Watch, because God gives instructions before he demonstrates manifestation. See, you waiting on God to tell you what he going to do. God's waiting on you to see if you're going to be obedient first. If you are willing and obedient, then you can eat the, the fat of the land. If you refuse and rebel, then you will be devoured with the sword. That's the scripture, y'all. Go get vessels. Don't get a few. And for, for many of us, if y'all going to receive this, I need y'all right now to start saying, all right, let me get my vessels together. Let me get my, I, I don't even know what you're going to put in these vessels, but let me go ahead and get my vessels together. Now, check your vessels because the worst thing that you could do is go get a vessel that's cracked. <laughs> Come on, check your vessels because watch that, watch this. Your Facebook friends list is not your vessel list. I know you got 4,000 Facebook friends. Most of them got cracks everywhere. They can't hold water. That's why they tell all your business. Come on now. You got to get some vessels that ain't cracked. You got to get some vessels that can hold the anointing on your life. Watch this. The vessel you get has to be a vessel that is strong enough to hold what you carry. You the one with the oil. They the one giving you the vessel. Stop surrounding yourself with vessels that can't handle the anointing that's in your own house. You got to surround. If, watch this. If the vessels around you always get intimidated when you do something great, wrong vessel. If the vessel around you always get jealous when you trying to do something great, wrong vessel. I need some vessels around me who can hold the anointing on my life. I need vessels around me who are going to applaud me as I go up. Not the vessels around me who, who he think he is. I think I'm a saved. That's who I think I am. I think I am delivered. That's who I think I am. I need some vessels around me. Where are they? I need some vessels around me. I need some vessels. I need some vessels who are going to look at me and say, come on, dig in there and do some more. I don't need no vessels around me who say he over there thinking that he going to build a church. Come on now. That's what they said to Nehemiah. They told Nehemiah who they think they are. Do they think they're going to build out of ruins? Yes. Who they think they are? Do they think they're going to rebuild the waste places? Yes. That's right. Because that is what God has called 
You gotta maximize. All right, I'm looking for vessels. I'm looking. This is why. This is why. Watch. This is why. Everybody keep coming to you because we went through this little, and it's gonna keep going. There's always gonna be bandwagon vessels. As soon as the pictures went up, oh, we're going to put it out here. Soon as the pictures went up, Ganey, soon as the pictures went up and they saw me down with Bishop putting his hands on my head, all of a sudden, phone off the hook. I, ain't, I don't know you. I oh, see y'all playing too much now. All of a sudden, everybody like, well, see, you know, wait a minute. When I didn't have nothing, you didn't call me. You didn't know me when I saw you at the store yesterday. Now you know me because somebody has given you a glimpse into my future. You ain't really interested in me. What you're interested in is the future that God just showed you for me. Now watch, you can't be mean and you can't be arrogant and you can't be frustrated. But what you do have to be is wise. And you got to know that every vessel can't contain what God has put in your own house. Everybody can't handle the oil. Everybody can't handle the pain. Everybody can't handle the weight. So I got people coming. I want you to be my spiritual father. Lies. Lies. No, you don't. Because see this over here? Oh, somebody said something the other day. It blessed me. See, we looking for mentors, not fathers. There's a difference. There's a difference. Huh? And, and this, is what, this is what the post said. Oh, it was so good. He said, I can mentor you from anywhere. All you got to do is be able to, I don't even have to know you. You can look at me, you can see what I'm doing, and there you go. You've been mentored. But fathering, that's something different. I'm in your face. See, fathering, I don't understand why you did that. You got to understand. See, I got three kids, three. They came from me and my wife, three kids. They got my last name. Please understand. I care about how they leave the house. This whole concept, I don't care what you do when you leave here, that ain't fathering. That right there is manipulation to get what they can get from you while you're in their presence. Oh no, you ain't leaving the house of a real father looking crazy. I care about how you look. I care about how you smell. I care about how people perceive you because that right there is called fathering. I care about what you eat. I care about who you are around because that right there is called fathering. So as we go into this next year, public service announcement. If you're not ready for what it takes, don't make the request. I said it. Because we're going into a new year and I'm gathering my vessels up. Hello. So I got to maximize my faith. Let me tell you. Let me tell you something. Let me tell you something, Devin. Let me tell, I'm going to say it to you, Devin. I understand. See, the world wants you to be an artist. God wants you to be a changer. Oh, I'm going I'm to preach till it break. See, the world wants you to be an artist. God wants you to be a changer. And see, that's why you don't fit. <laughs> see, you got to understand, God is going to shut every door this year that makes you look like the world. Matter of fact, I'm praying that they shut. 
because I want you to go to places that the artist won't go. I want you to say things that artists won't say because I'm not interested in you getting a deal. I'm interested in you having the glory on your life. Let me tell you this. There are plenty of vessels around your life, but most of them vessels got cracks in their heart and all they want to do is ride the coattail of the energy and the anointing and the spirit on your life. As you understand, Devin, hear me in the spirit. You have been faithful. You sat there on this road when nobody else sat there and the reward to your faithfulness is going to be that vessels are going to run to you. You have to be continually submitted. Okay, I'm sorry. Sit. Sit. Okay. Excuse me. Maximize. I pray for signs, wonders, and miracles. We ain't done. Maximize. Maximize. See, y'all spectating. I was talking to him. Maximize. See, I need you to maximize. See, watch this, watch this. I need you to go ahead. Okay, watch this. Okay, listen to me, Devin, practically. I need you today to write down everything you need tangibly. Yeah, yeah. If you need a computer, write it. I don't care whatever you need. Write down everything you need tangibly. And I want you to put it on a piece of paper and put it on a wall. And I want you to watch that God in the next six months, y'all. Now you can't have it if you don't share it. So here it is. Write it down and then I want you to share it with the person who you want to connect your faith to. Watch that. As soon as you do that, God is about to start manifesting your dreams. He's going to show it to you. Watch this. And you don't have to tell people, I'm trying to get to my shut the door. I'm trying to get to shut the door. I'm trying to get to shut the door. Oh, sit. Y'all give me just a second. I'm trying. Watch him do it. He put a time limit on it. Six months. How many months I say, Devin? That's right. Six months. What if he say he need, see, that's what our problem is. See, just last week, y'all was shouting over as quick as I can turn around. Now, y'all was shouting. And watch this. You know why we forgot? Because it wasn't no beat to it. See, we need to learn to have just as much praise behind the word as we do behind the song. Because Judah prepares the way for the word of the Lord. I ain't got no problem with praise, but Judah at the front door, there's a word that got to come out after Judah has went forth. Please understand and for people who come into the church to be hyped by Judah but you want to turn off the, the Levite and the priest something wrong. You don't want no declaration you just want the hype. You can't dance your way in the manifestation. Uh uh. Because this ain't the electric slide and this ain't the club. You can't dance your way into manifestation. You're going to need a word. It says, How, Psalms, will a young man keep his way? By guarding it according to your word, Psalms. Your word is a lamp into my feet and a light into my path. And if we going to be honest, most of the songs we humming in the car, even the Christian songs, ain't got no word in them. Now, Let's get back. Can't tell. That's why. See, it's the fact that there's no word that God is trying to lift you up so you can be a word. Okay. 
Number one, make your request. Number two, maximize your faith. Get all your vessels together. Now, how do I do that? How do I do number one and two? Number three, eliminate distraction. Here we go. Number three, eliminate distraction. Here it is. Oh, I got 20 minutes. Eliminate distraction. Watch this. Let's look at verse three again. He said, go borrow vessels at large for yourself from all your neighbors, even empty vessels. Do not get a few. And you shall go in, shut the door behind you. Come on. Did y'all? Oh, I've been trying to get to this verse all morning. Go in your house. Shut the door behind you. Y'all still, y'all still ain't caught it. Don't just shut the door behind you. This is going to help somebody. Shut the door behind you and your sons. Okay, wait a minute. Okay, okay, okay. Okay, watch this. Help me, help me, help me, help me. Help me make it clear. Watch this. She said, when, when the prophet said, what do you have? Sean, she said, I have one jar of oil in my house. Y'all catch that? He says, go outside your house, borrow vessels. Go back to your house where the one jar of oil is. Take everybody connected to you back in the house with you. Oh, come on here. About two months ago, I prayed against the spirit of separation. You can't manifest when you leave in your connectivity outside the house. He didn't say, he didn't say, go in the house, leave your sons out there because they ain't got nothing to do with this. That's not what he said. See, many of us are trying to manifest to show the very family. Oh, come on now. I'm going to show them something. I'm going to show them something. See, you're going at it with the wrong spirit. You shouldn't be going at it to try to prove to them. You go at a thing to, uh, to, to please God. This is God. This is about you. We, we, we trying to tell people off with a blessing. When I get it, they gonna see, and they gonna see this, and they gonna see. God is like, that's why you can't have it. Because you don't want to give me the credit. See, I want you to walk in that thing to please me, to honor me, to make my name great. I don't want you going there trying to make Auntie Fork and Brother Spoon mad. I'm not trying to do that. See, if you don't use those names, somebody think you're talking about them. See what I'm saying? So she went in the house, took her sons with her, shut the door. Here's where things start getting interesting to me because I told y'all when the Lord said it's time to shut the door, coach, I start thinking, okay, we're going to shut the door on this. And, but see, when you shut the door that way, you shut the door on what you don't like and leave it. That's not what the Lord said. He said, go into the thing you don't think is good enough. Because she didn't think though it was enough oil. He says, I want you to go in there with what you don't think will work. Shut the door behind you because I'm going to do something in there with the very thing you didn't think was enough for you. When you come out of that door, everybody going to see. Go Somebody called it. All that stuff you've been saying, this ain't going to work, this ain't going to Go in there and shut the door behind you. Matter of fact, if you get a chance, if you get a chance, if y'all want some further study, if you get a chance, just read the whole chapter. Because there's a whole bunch of shut doors in this chapter. Because a little bit later, the Shunammite woman, uh-huh. The Shunammite woman, when her boy died, she went up to the room and shut the door. Y'all got to understand. And you know why she shut the door? Because I don't want what's in here to be disrupted by somebody who ain't got the faith to come in this room. 
See, there's some things, watch, that God wants to do. You got to shut the door because everybody can't see what God's about to do in your life. Everybody ain't got the faith for what's going on behind that door. And watch this. If you leave the door open, there are some people who are going to misrepresent the very thing that's going on behind closed doors. Everybody, this is why you got to leave your mama, your grandma, and everybody out your business. Y'all not in here. I, I said, let me be very clear. Married couples... Stop talking to everybody about what's going on in your house. See, sometimes you got to make it as clear as possible, Ganey. You talking too much about stuff going on in your house. Now you're wondering why your granny don't like your husband or your wife. Because you went and told them. You told him, he, you told him, she crazy. Now when she come over, she like, mm. You ain't cooking for my grandson, is just. Now you want to get mad. Why she keep sending you cakes and pies over here? Why she sending you plates every day? Because the stuff you supposed to work out with a closed door, you worked out on Facebook. The, spoke, the stuff you trying to work out behind the closed door, you worked out on Instagram. Now you're wondering why everybody knows everything going on behind your closed door. Now when God wants to do a miracle, nobody wants to receive the miracle because you left the door open on what God wanted to do with your oil. You didn't think it was good enough, so you went hunting for something better. But watch this, you didn't find nothing better because that was your oil. Somebody say, shut the door. Let me give you three things that a closed door does. One, you close a door to eliminate unwanted entry. I said you close the door to eliminate unwanted entry. One more time. You close the door to eliminate unwanted entry. Watch this. Some of us have to recognize if the wrong thing gets in, it's going to contaminate what's in here. Do y'all hear what I'm saying? Not only do you cl close the door to eliminate unwanted entry, this is not on my paper, but I need to say it. Watch this. You close the door to eliminate an unwanted exit. I don't understand. Watch. Okay, so my brother and I, one time in the house I grew up in, um, I heard him call my name and I ran upstairs because I could tell this was a different type of call. And he said, there's a bat in my room. Now watch this. So the first thing he did was close the door. Y'all not catching that. He closed the door because what's in there, I don't want out. Y'all catch that. And so we went and we got our brooms. Got by the door. Because those of y'all who know me know I'm praying over my issue with birds. I think the Lord is about to deliver me almost. Almost. And so we open the door. And watch this. When we open the door, you don't leave that door open. We went in. Because something in here ain't supposed to be. Y'all still ain't caught it. I'm not going to just close the door and walk away because that's still my space. Okay, okay, okay. That's still the room that's mine. So why would I close the door and walk away from what I paid for? We close the door behind us, armed up. Here we go. Watch. Now, 
It's me, my brother, and the bat. My brother has lawful right in the room. I have lawful right in the room. The bat does not. So watch this. We didn't fight each other. Lord, I want to run through that wall. We didn't fight each other. You know why we didn't fight each other? Because even if I have a problem with how he's swinging at the bat, both of us are supposed to be here. It's the bat that has unlawful entry. So watch this. I don't care if we have problems before we came in the room. I don't care if we have problems in the room. Right now we need to focus on getting the one thing that ain't supposed to be here out the room. Okay, we wrestle not against flesh and blood. You got to understand something, people of God. When you get in this room, you got to fight the right battle. You got to focus your attention on what's not supposed to be in this room instead of focusing all of your energy on the very thing that has just as much right in the room as you. Come on now, don't get mad at your wife when you need to get mad at the generational curse on her. Don't get mad at your husband when you need to get mad at the spirit of brokenness on him. What y'all need to do is Shut the door and both of y'all arm up and whoop the devil. Got time to be sitting here distracted, arguing with each other while the bat is going around contaminating the airspace in your life. Sitting up here arguing. Why didn't you swing at it? Why didn't you swing at it? Why I swing first? Why'd you swing first? You should have let me swing first. I'm the leader. Why you always gotta be the leader? Why the bat flying? Contaminating, perching, dropping, and calling his friends. What we need to do is focus on what's not supposed to be here. Are y'all in this room? You close the door, you eliminate unwanted entry. You close the door, you eliminate unwanted exit. This would be three. You close the door, you make sure that nobody disturbs what's going on inside. You close the door, you make sure that nobody disturbs. This is three. What's going on inside? Hear me. When this door is shut, when you shut the door on some things, what you are saying is, don't you come in here meddling. Huh? Because something's going on inside of here that does not want to be disturbed. Amen. It's like, you know, we didn't have a door in the kitchen at my grandmother's house, but I don't know if y'all remember when they would be cooking certain things like cakes and the kids, they wouldn't let you in the kitchen because they'd be like, boy, my, if my cake fall, I'm going to beat you. If you in here jumping and my cake fall, I'm going to beat you with an inch of your life. Do you understand? If, if you in here jumping and playing, you ain't got time to be jumping and playing. My cake is in here. And my, now, what, was, what were they saying? There is something in this room that, that demands peace. And I can't allow just anybody to come in the room right now because what's going on in this room demands peace. So I have to shut the door. Y'all not in here. Now my, see my, my grandmother had enough, she had enough juice to shut the door without there being a door. I'd be in the living room as soon as I got close to the kitchen. She, boy! When that cake was on, now watch this. Now watch when that cake was cooking, she demanded silence. Y'all don't understand. Not only could I not go in the kitchen, I can't even talk loud. And she got to determine what was loud and not. Hmm? Y'all got to tell you, 
Everything had to be. Because she does not want what she has watched, what I've worked for, what I've invested in, what I've put my time in, what I got ingredients in. Do you think that I want to ruin what I've been working on that has gone through this fire? I'm not going to ruin that because you trying to come in and disrupt the very piece that is necessary for this thing to come out of the fire, okay? Do y'all hear what I'm saying? Watch. This is why you got to be careful about who you allow into your life during tumultuous situations. When there are things going on in your life that are shaky, that are rough, that are rocky, this is when you really got to make sure that your door is shut and everybody can't come in right now because look, you're going to mess around. I'm already emotional. I'm already frustrated. Stuff is already going on, so I can't just listen to any old body right now because you might set me off. Trying to stay saved and healed and delivered and stuff. And you get in here, go to talking. And so now, by the time the conversation's over, I do want to slap somebody. You first. But what I have to do, here's what my wife calls it. Go get quiet. My wife, I need to go get quiet. See, I had to learn as a husband not to take that personal. Because her going to get quiet does not mean she's mad. I'm helping some husband in here. Don't say amen, just listen. <laughs> don't say nothing. Don't look at your wives. Wives to be, don't do that. Don't simplify, look forward. Women, don't look at him. I'm talking like, that's what I've been telling you. Don't do that. <laughs> don't do that. Forward. I had to learn that when she's going to get quiet, her quietness, watch this, her quietness is to my benefit. Because if I allow her to process in peace, we can communicate in power. Y'all didn't hear what I said. If I allow her to process in peace, we can communicate in power. When I demand communication outside of her peace, I am actually stoking the flame of an unprocessed vessel. And now all of a sudden, I don't get her at her best. I get her when she's unprocessed. And the unprocessed version of her cannot be guaranteed to be everything that God wants to speak to me through her. The best thing I need to do is let it alone. Let the cake rise. It'll be phenomenal when it come out the oven. You better let that cake rise. Because with the best ingredients, if you try to eat a raw cake, are we in the room? You close the door to eliminate unwanted entry. You close the door to eliminate unwanted exit. Three, you close the door to make sure that nobody disturbs what's going on inside. And number four, you close the door to keep people from misunderstanding the journey. You close the door to keep people from misunderstanding the journey. I alluded to this earlier. What do you mean? Everybody is not mature enough to handle your messy middle. Stop telling everybody how hard it is for you to pour your oil into new vessels. Are y'all with me here? Every time it's an argument, you calling your mama. Stop that. Oh, it's quiet in here now. Because what you just did is you opened the door. First of all, marriage says, oh, we in it. We in it. We in it now. You shall leave your cleave to. Many of y'all didn't leave and cleave to nothing. You changed addresses and stayed cleaved to what you wanted. Hello. 
Everybody can't handle that. Everybody's not prepared for that. Amen. Okay. And take it out of the marriage relationship. Even with some of you. I've had some conversations with some of you that have been intensive. Watch this. They've been between me and you. Did y'all hear what I said? You know why this has been between me and you? Because somebody who doesn't understand the relationship that I have with you will look at the conversation I have with you and they're going to mess around and get offended. You stay out of this. You don't understand. First of all, y'all, has your, 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 your parent ever got on one of your siblings and you made the grave error of trying to jump in? I was wise. My brother did that once. I learned from him. My mama was getting after my sister. My brother decided he was going to talk. Mama had a broom in her hand. Since he want to talk, she beat him down the basement steps. I was like, cool. Duly noted. Bet you won't do that. <laughs> Bet you I won't jump in. Now, here's the thing, y'all. Why was he willing to jump in? He's trying to jump into something that he doesn't know all the details to. When you leave the door open and you keep exposing everybody to something that they don't know the deal. Watch this. Watch this. Watch this. Watch this. They're coming into a thing. And then when that thing comes, gets reconciled, they still mad. Y'all with me? Matter of fact, watch this. So Sean and I can be talking about something and I can be intense in my communication. But because I started the conversation with Sean, Sean, no, I'm not even talking about him. So we in the room and anybody who knows Sean demeanor, Sean is pretty much the same all the time. He's just kind of like, all right, all right, all the time. <laughs> so I can be in the office and going in and you walk in. And if you walk in on that, you're like, oh, he is upset with Sean. Now, Sean, no, I'm not upset with him because he was there the whole time. Now, you come into the conversation trying to defend him. Who are you talking to? This ain't got nothing to do with you. I'm talking to him. You see this right here? This right here? This right I'm not talking to you. I'm talking to him. But here's what happens. Now somebody misunderstands what's going on in the room. Now they form an impression because you didn't close the door. Now when, even if they don't say nothing, you walk away. They now have an impression of me and him that they don't even have all the facts to. This is why you got to be careful of who you allow to have bits and pieces. Let me go further with that. Stop, stop utilizing all of these social media platforms to try to speak in, in, in Morris code to folk about stuff that you ain't got the guts to say to their face. Sitting up there sending smoke signals over, over all these social medias. When you could actually come to resolution if you were just an adult and had a conversation. Acting like we in the third grade sending notes. Right. Right, sending notes. Somebody said they didn't like you. We ain't going to chase you at recess today. Come on now. Here's my last one and I'm done. My last major point. So here's my major points. Make your requests. Maximize your faith. Eliminate distraction. 
Here's the last one. Utilize the blessing to change your life. Yes. Here it is. Utilize the blessing to change your life. Here is where we mess up. You get blessed and you sit on the blessing. Yeah. You get blessed and you see every blessing is a seed. Watch what he says. Look at verse six. When the vessels were full, she said to her son, bring me another vessel. He said to her, there's not one one vessel more. The oil stopped. Can I can I I need to parenthetically say something right here. If the people in your house won't help you move your vessels, we need to have a different type of conversation. Okay, moving on. Because ain't no way in the world that two people living in the same house should be jealous of each other. Seven. Then she came and told the man of God. And he said, watch, go sell the oil. Pay your debt. You and your sons can live on the rest. Wait a minute. Verse one. A certain woman of the wives of the sons of the prophets cried to Elijah, your servant, my husband, is dead. You know that the servant feared the Lord. The creditor has come to take my two children to be his slaves. So she got debts, right? Verse 7. She came and told the man of God, he said, go sell the oil. Pay your debt. Go sell the oil. Go buy a TV and stay in debt. That ain't in there? Because here's what we do. God blesses us, and then we don't use the blessing to change our life. You use the blessing to keep showing off in front of people. Can you imagine? She has seen this miraculous power of God, and she can sit there. Okay, now after you done danced, go pay your bills. You still got to put work in, y'all. Now, you done dance. Thank you, Jesus, for that word. And for some of us, that's as far as the word went. We didn't put no legs behind the word. We heard it, and we were like, "Mm, praise him. Thank you, Jesus. Now what? Sell the oil. Don't get so connected to the increase that God gives you that you forget that he gives you increase for purpose. Watch this. Sometimes when you ain't never had nothing and you get something, you try to keep it when it was never for you to keep. It was for you to sow. The Bible says he gives seed to the sower and he multiplies your seed sown. Wait, but wait a minute. I ain't never had nothing. Why wouldn't I keep it? But wait a minute. You didn't have anything before. You're not losing anything by any level of increase. This is why when people say they don't understand seed sowing, we understand planting. We understand harvest. The truth is, it's not that we don't understand seed sowing. We don't want to sow seed. This is not about a lack of understanding. This is about a lack of faith. It's about a lack of obedience. So here's my recap. I got to make my request. I got to maximize my faith. Go get vessels. Don't get a few. I got to eliminate distractions. Shut the door. Say, say shut the door. And then I got to utilize the blessing to change my life. That's what I need y'all to do this year. I want you to think about all the things that God gave you this year. You got to put that thing to work. Amen. Some of us are sitting there sitting on blessings. Just sitting on the blessing. God's like, will you do something with that? 
there's a parable of the talents. Gave one, one talent, other, huh, two, other five, comes back, got with five, got 10 for you, got with two, got four for you, got with one talent. Here go the one talent I gave you. Perfect, just like you gave it to me. He said, you're a wicked joker, you. He called him wicked. Now, face value, you read that like, what's wrong? He didn't lose it. He didn't multiply it. He didn't use it for its intended purpose. I want you to think about every blessing on your life. What investment are you prepared to make this year? Not two days from now, today. Today. Jesus did not die. Here's, here's a revelation I had to get, and I'm going to pray. I was, I was in prayer one time, and the Lord said something very profound to me. He said, I didn't save you for you. I felt some type of way. <laughs> what do you mean? I didn't save you for you. I saved you for me. <clears throat> do you think I died so that you could keep you are my vessel. It says, I bought you with a price for you to be fit for my use. I came to grips with, wait a minute. You mean everything you put in me is yours? I want you to do something with it this year. Like do something with that. As opposed to admiring it. Stop being trophy Christians. Sitting up on somebody's display case like, hmm. And watch, the church is creating these by making these folks celebrities instead of servants. Oh, I'm going to say that, and I'm going to pray. Yeah. I've never seen a time where we are announcing people who are coming to be a part of ministry as if they was free agents, like this is the NBA. XYZ Church would like to announce the new addition to our whatever ministry. Let's what is going? What is going? We all a part of the body. What are you doing? Now we celebrities and we wonder why we negotiating contracts internally. We wonder why we cannot move anything forward because this was all about dollars and cents in the first place. This wasn't about Jesus, y'all. We got to make it about Jesus, Him. And him crucified. Him. As opposed to about us. As we move into this next year. I want the spirit of repentance to overwhelm us. For us to look at this stuff we've been sitting on and saying. You know because we sit on it like this. Oh boy I'm messing up. We sit on it like this. I'm church hurt. Excuse Because how long you going to be church hurt? Okay. If my son fell, hurt his leg, and five years later, he say it still hurt, something wrong. That means, that means, watch this, there's something wrong with your system that's not causing appropriate healing. 
And watch this. You can't blame the environment for not healing you. Hear me. When your body don't heal correctly, it ain't the environment's fault. It's yours. There's something wrong with your system. Something wrong with your diet that's not allowing you to heal. Everybody else is healed around you. So it ain't the air's fault. If I cut myself and then Devin cuts himself, he heals and I don't. The air is not contaminated. I am. There's something wrong with my immune system that won't cause healing. Because if he gets healed and I don't, the same healing was available to both of us. We were cut equally and he healed before me because he was healthier before the cut. Watch. And even if he wasn't, he might have healed before me because he did what was necessary to protect the cut as it was going through the healing process. I was busy telling everybody I was cut because I got likes. Keeping that joker exposed instead of putting a band-aid on it. I didn't shut the door on it so that it could heal in private. I didn't say you ain't been cut. Some stuff need to heal in private. Cover that joker up. You Come on now. When, 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 I, when I grew up, they put some salve on that joker and put you a band-aid on. And the only time they took that band-aid off is when you was at home. You didn't just go out. Because something might get on that joker when you're out. When you're at home, you're allowed to let it breathe at home. Because we can handle how ugly it is. Out there, cover that up. Y'all receive that? Let me pray. My prayer specifically. Listen, y'all, we are going into a year. A time, I should say where excellence is, is the requirement. God is looking for us to do better, be better. Amen? His sacrifice was perfect. Why is our obedience always haphazard? You have just listened to part 10 of the Marketplace Movement Podcast, The Cost of God's Will series. There is still so much more training to go. Please like us on the Marketplace Movement Facebook and Instagram page. Follow us on Twitter at the Marketplace R-E-A-L and visit our website, themarketplacemovement.org. We invite you to worship with us at 3300 West 3rd Street in Dayton, Ohio, or catch us on Periscope every Sunday and Wednesday. Remember, no more interferences from anybody or anything, including yourself. We hope to see you soon at the Marketplace Movement, where we reach, enhance, and advance lives.